Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a weekly show discussing all of the changes happening in Google Workspace. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. Last episode of the year, hope everyone is enjoying the holidays and are not on call. Best of luck to all of those who are. We did actually end up getting a few updates uh, this week from Google, and we have our year, year of end, year in review numbers, and our favorite updates of the year. Steve, can you believe it? This is episode 52. We did it. I know. It's, uh, it's, I thought you said year of end. But year of end. It did end start of year? to come out that way. Year of, <laughs> year of whatever. Year end. <laughs> our end of year. Yes, our end of year episode. <laughs> uh, talking about, yeah, summary, kind of giving you some summaries of all the updates that we've had over the years. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the favorites of uh, Jesse's and mine. We'll also give you a little uh, recap of the numbers of what we saw Google releasing. And, um, there's, uh, like we said, we had two updates that came out this week and a few other things in the news as well. So we'll give you the quick summary of those updates and then we'll dive into the uh, the details here of our end of year episode. So those two updates that came out was the ability to set custom rules for incoming Google voice calls and quick access to restore recently deleted users from the admin console homepage. And then a few other things that happened uh, in the news was that Chromebook owners are now using Android apps 50% uh, year on year. And uh, what does that mean for PWAs? And then we also have a, a, you know, a year in review here from Google, uh, advancements in infrastructure at Google Cloud. And then similarly, kind of end of year uh, article is Google Meet in 2021, a year of accelerated innovation. And I think that kind of somewhat reflects especially on jesse's uh favorites updates yep. uh for sure uh maybe not as much mine but um some mine, mine's kind of meat related but not exactly meat <laughs> uh so that's what we've got on the agenda and then so yeah looking at um well i think we'll should we, should we cover those updates at the end let's cover those updates at the end let's yeah, do our sure yeah, it's almost like end. we have an interview, like a guest. We'll we'll talk about the uh, <laughs> our favorites, and then we'll run through the uh, those updates there at the end. So, uh, you know, twenty twenty one. Obviously, we've uh, you know we created this uh, podcast because we saw just the sheer number of updates Google was coming out with on a consistent basis and trying to keep up. That was the whole purpose. You know, how do you keep up with all these updates? So, twenty twenty, there were. Roughly, you know, roughly, I think exactly because I counted them, uh, 240 updates uh, last year. And Google has released 20% more updates than they did last year. So 289 in total. Yep. 289 this year. Uh, Pretty, pretty evenly distributed throughout most of the quarters uh, 67, 69, 66 in Q1, Q2, Q4, respectively. Q3 is a pretty busy quarter, it looks like, though, for Google. They released 87 updates in Q3. So uh, that is, I guess, a pretty, pretty busy time for updates. And, uh, you know, those weekly recap posts became a thing this year. They're, they weren't really weekly. They were almost like <laughs> bi-weekly because there were 25 of them. So, um, you know... Looking forward to maybe seeing some more of those next year. Uh, if we can get one every week, that'd be great. And then, you know, looking at what our favorites were for the year, I know mine, uh, you know, tend, I was kind of expecting this to be the case because mine tend to be a little bit more uh, security focused, I think. And, but I do, I did sprinkle in a few other ones there that are kind of uh, related to uh, the kind of the working from home environment as well. So, 
I have, what do I have on my list of favorites? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think I've, I've got about nine on my favorites. Jesse has about 200. Hey. Um, <laughs> Only 20, and most of them are 20, related oh to two or three topics. <laughs> okay. All right. So 20. Yeah. Um, I tried to pick my top 10, came out with nine. <laughs> so um, we'll run through those real quick. Yeah, nine of them. So I think we've both got ours in chronological order, right? Uh, in terms of when they were deployed throughout the year. Um, I think I think you maybe. got yours that way, right? I know I do. I have mine that way. So I'll go through mine uh, real quick here, and we'll see how they compare, and we'll we'll talk about a little bit about um, you know talk a bit about some of them. So first one uh, that I uh, thought was pretty useful was being able to deploy and manage Google, the Google credential provider for Windows via the admin console. There was uh, then the ability uh, to have some new options to block devices with basic management from accessing your organization's data. These were both uh, early in the year in in January, and then a little bit later in February, we had uh, you know we kind of saw some of those uh, you know collaboration features. Uh, so more options for sharing your availability in Google Calendar. So not uh, collaboration, but more of like recognizing when people are in and out of the office or working from home or, or somewhere else. Uh, so you had some more options uh, for that in early February or end of February, actually. And then Google Chat uh, automatically suggesting one-to-one chat based on your Google Calendar events. So that just kind of made it easier to uh, communicate with people that were you were having uh, meetings with. And then... Uh, back to security, we have the ability to apply context-aware access policies to mobile and desktop applications. Uh, then let's see, that was uh, that was kind of middle of the year there, April, and then coming in May, restricting Google Drive for desktop to company-owned devices is generally available. That one took a while to uh, mm-hmm. come out, I remember. Uh, and then we have this is the big announcement. So this is the I think this is the biggest one that it was a big announcement in June. Still hasn't actually rolled out to everyone, but I think this is probably the most important update that Google said they were going to release and eventually will release uh, of the year, which was uh, evolving rooms in Google Chat to Spaces to create richer, more collaborative experience. And this is really how this is the new uh, you know Gmail uh, inbox experience. So this is where. Uh, mail chat spaces meet is on the left hand side there and it's you know just the the whole new redesigned inbox experience and some of you have seen it i know a lot of you uh, don't have access to this yet but the screenshots in that post uh you know do a pretty good job of uh, kind of showcasing the differences between what your inbox is looking like today versus what it will look like very soon and I'm going to try to get that enabled on a few more of my accounts because it's only on the Workspace Recap account, which I hardly ever use. But, <laughs> You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's only on that one. I have it on uh, on well both of my main accounts yet, and I agree with you. That's got to be the biggest one of the year. But yeah. well, I don't I don't yeah. understand what's taking them so long to roll it out. And we were talking before the show here, saying like Google seems to have switched from a announcing what they're about to roll out uh, format to announcing it and then going and building it, and it still hasn't launched. So <laughs> not sure what's right. going on with these bigger ones, but I definitely really want yeah. to see that because it is quite awesome. Yep. Uh, the next one that I have on my list. Because it's related to the uh, previous one I talked about. This is Google Chat automatically suggesting group chats based on Google Calendar. So 
just like the one-to-one suggestions, it uh, suggests uh, group chats for meetings with multiple people. So it's really useful to, you know, send a message to everyone in the upcoming meeting uh, and just have a quick chat with them to say, hey, you know, are we having this meeting today or is it, did it change rooms or something like that? I've used that a couple of times uh, recently in uh, some meetings that I've had up and coming. The challenge though that I have where I'm currently at is we tend to use Slack and, <laughs> you know, I can't, I don't really want to go to Slack and create, you know, a, a, a group of, of nine people to message everyone just for the meeting and then, I don't know. I, I've, I've actually really, I, I knew that I didn't like Slack and I'm liking it less and less the more that I'm using it because <laughs> of just how disjointed things can be over there if they're not in a, in a channel. And like I'm getting so many random group messages that I can't really categorize and identify and like threads that I just can't follow. And I don't know that there's updates on. It's just, it's horrible. I don't know. Okay, boomer. I don't know. I don't think I, I like, use it at I the like same level that you do. So I don't think that I've experienced all those. My Slack yeah. experience is like tech communities. That's about it. Yeah, for that, I mean, it's fine. It's good for that. That's that's a good that's a good uh, use case for it. But like right. internal, internal, I it just I don't think it works well with internal communication. Honestly, well, I am um, obviously a huge fan of Google Chat. So. Yeah. And the last one that rounds out my updates is the share where you're working from in Google Calendar. And that was at the end of August or middle of August. So those are my top nine of the year. Jesse, I now hand the floor over to you for the next hour and a half to <laughs> your 20. No, no, no. I don't have that kind of time. Um, so mine are actually in reverse chronological order. So I will reverse, read from okay. the bottom up uh, so that they are in chronological order. Um, and like I said, most of mine are going to be meet and chat and spaces. That's basically all what all of these are pretty much. Um, but my favorites are as follows. The at the beginning of the year, new tools to troubleshoot network and performance issues in Google Meet. This has saved me and a bunch of my colleagues numerous times where we've been able to say like, oh, it's not mine. It's your issue. You need to go check your internet or something is wrong on your side and things like that. And then a couple of times where it's like, I have gigabit internet. It can't possibly be my internet. And then I look and it's like, your internet sucks. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and was able to go and uh, reboot some stuff and figure out what was going on there to, to fix it. So good one there. Um, the next one is, uh, of course, Google Chat resize the chat and room section in Gmail on the web. Uh, more on that is coming in the new update as Steve was talking about. But um, I have found myself using some of the uh, chat functions and, and room functions in Gmail on the web, even though I also have and prefer to have a uh, chat window open. Oftentimes it'll be when I'm on the go and instead of just switching windows, it's right there. So I just go right into it and, and utilize it. And I think that's probably what they're going for with that. Uh, next one is self-checking your video and peripheral device quality in the Google Meet green room before joining a meeting. So that one um, also has saved me a bunch of times because been able to um, do exactly that is see, oh, shoot, I'm on the wrong camera, this or that before just jumping into the meeting. So that's helpful. Uh, another one that I had wanted for a long time that they finally came out with is email aliases now included in Gmail search results. That just pissed me off for a long time. So that one got in the list of favorites. Uh, end a Google Meet video call for everyone at once. That's Again, something that pissed me off for a long time. And people just end up hanging out and it's like, nope, nope, it's over. Let's go. Um, especially on like larger meetings where you have a lot of people who are just like, okay, that's enough of that. Uh, so great to be able to, to lock all that down and close it all at the same time. 
Uh, next is a similar feature that I was wishing that uh, they would get off of uh, Zoom is to see more video feeds in Google Meet because, as you know, I'm a big fan of massive monitor real estate and so I like to be able to see as much as possible. Uh, and uh, thankfully, I have the processing power to support all of that. Uh, next one is Google Chat automatically suggesting one-on-one -on -one chat based on Google Calendar. Steve, I think you mentioned this one as well. Um, has been very helpful. I did. Is, I think that's is, the first one that we have that's the same. It's our, our common, yeah. Um, it has been more helpful than I thought it was going to be, honestly, when it first rolled out, I was like, why? Uh, I'll just chat them. But sure enough, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, also with the group, it's just been, oh, hey, it's right here. Let me just send them a chat. Like, where's everybody? Why aren't you in the meet with us? So a really good one. Uh, new and improved Google Chat UI on the web. Um, again, big fan of all the progress made in Google Chat. Uh, another one that has saved my ass a bunch of times here is automatically save your response progress in Google Forms. That was the beta announcement and I've been testing it and quite frankly, it's awesome. Uh, times where it's I've left it open, I've forgotten about the form, I've come back to do it and, it and all of my data was already there. And so I was very, very delighted to have that experience. So well done with that one. Uh, email threads with recipients outside your organization will be labeled as external. That's another one that has helped me a couple of times because I, I don't know, I, I have a bunch of Steves that I email and I have a bunch of J's that I email and a bunch of John's that I email and and oftentimes I will be writing up an email and I'll be like, oh, you know, this one and I'll be moving quickly. And then it has the external tab uh, tag and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the wrong one. And so it saved me from that, getting egg on my face. Yeah, that one just kind of, I don't know, that just felt so Microsoft to me <laughs> in exchange. So I don't know if Fair I didn't really like that. I didn't really like that update. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it could have been done a little bit better than that, but. Well. They'll get there. They'll get there. Um, next one is inserting smart chips for files and meetings, creating checklists in Google Docs. Uh, big fan of that. Not enough. Keep going, Google. Where's the rest of Smart Canvas and everything else that we were promised months ago that we still haven't seen yet? Uh, still waiting. Uh, next one is evolving rooms in Google Chat to spaces. So Steve was talking about this as well. Uh, creating a richer, more collaborative experience and uh, definitely just loving what they're doing in that area. But again, Keep going. Not there yet. So looking forward to what is going to be coming in 2022. Uh, another one is a Google Meet one. Improvements to hand raise in Google Meet, including automatic hand lowering, better notifications, and more. I had not really used this all that much in uh, Zoom or other applications uh, before they rolled it out. But I've seen in some of the larger meetings I've been having with uh, five or more people in them. Uh, I mean, I'm in Meet all day long, constantly. So I use a lot of these Google Meet and Google Chat features uh, because I can chat while I'm in a meet, whether or not you think that that is appropriate or uh, respective of other people. It also allows me to multitask and get more done. So um, hopefully they don't notice too much. But the fact of the matter is that uh, the hand raise thing actually really, really has been helpful and um, great for allowing people that don't necessarily have the ability to speak over some of the louder people in the room to get their voice heard and uh, you know, some of the more introverted people I'm sure are really appreciating that and uh, also really helps with knowing who raised their hand when. So big fan of that one. Um, again, uh, Google Chat, new and improved user interface now for everyone. So that rolled out and uh, loving that so far. Backup and sync transition over to drive for desktop. I got to say they knocked it out of the park that was, with that one. Okay, that was a good one. I missed that one. Yeah, that was a really good. Backup one. and sync and drive file stream. Great individual sort of products, but, you know, really, really 
done well together. And I have been very happy to take anybody who's still on one or the other and uh, switch them over to the new Google Drive um, backup and sync tool because it's, you know, multiple account login and backups built into the file streaming. And it's just, it's just a wonderful design. So excellent job to the team on that one. And of course, dark mode for Google chat and the web, uh, dark mode for everything. As anybody who's listened to this podcast throughout the year knows, I'm a big fan of Steve's like, why? And I'm just like, uh-huh, whatever, man. <laughs> so big fan of that one. Uh, mark Google chat messages as unread. And this is one that I've gotten a lot of uh, flack for over the years because it's like, well, you know, it shouldn't be unread. You should just respond to the person and uh, so that they know that you read it and then make a task or whatever. But oftentimes it's much easier just to have something in the sidebar where I see, oh, right, I get back to that person. So now I can do both respond to the person and uh, make it a task, but also just leave it unread so that I can just cruise through and respond to a bunch of different chats, uh, you know, that I want to get back to. So very happy that they rolled that out. And then the last two is easily add to Google Docs with a new universal app menu. Um, again, smart canvas, smart chips. Let's go. Keep going. Um, want to see more in that area, but uh, pretty happy with the way that works now. And uh, hopefully they'll add more to it in the next year. And my last one is spaces in Google chat can now be deleted to the uh, cheers of many IT admins who almost, um, well, yeah, fine, getting, but <laughs> kind of fair enough. They're getting there. They know that it's needed. They're so yeah, it'll, it'll definitely evolve in the new year uh, to be able to include actually deleting all of them as opposed to just, you know, yeah some of them but uh, vault. i have so many spaces that are just floating there that are just you know empty and and i've got spaces pretty locked down too i don't let just anybody create them and you know so on but still <laughs> and that's my uh that's my favorites of the year so looking forward to mm -hmm. seeing uh christian's post i don't think i've seen he i know he was writing one up for uh for his workspacers uh podcast oh, yeah. and uh, there's probably going to be a couple of other ones from some of our other friends in uh the various communities that we're in so um let's have our thought, sparring yeah, favorites I, thought, I guess i thought he had one already uh, posted. i know that he had written that he was working on one that i but i haven't I seen know. that he finished it it could just be me i i may not have had time to uh to probably wait for the last couple of the year just to make sure that right those didn't get in right? just in case google drops a bombshell on new year's eve <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, good times um, all right. So that's the favorites. Let us know your favorites. Uh, did we miss any mega, mega ones, major ones? Do you hate some of the ones that we like? Let us know. Join the Slack community or on Chitter, Twitter. Chitter. That's what they should have named it. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely sounded like something else there for a second. Uh -huh. Jitter. No, no, that's uh, a different product. Right. End of the year. Um, getting tongue tied. Uh, what, uh, you want to go through our updates, Steve? <laughs> we got a couple detail. updates, just two. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got custom rules for incoming Google voice calls. So, uh, this means you can now forward calls from specific contacts, uh, that are linked, uh, uh to your linked phone numbers or directly to voicemail. You can opt to screen, screen calls for specific accounts or from specific contacts. You can set custom voicemail greetings for specific contacts also. And then finally, you can also apply rules for all your contacts or specific groups within your contacts. So this is really an end user feature, uh, not, no ambit controls uh, at all for this, uh, but these features will be off by default. But you can go into these settings under voice.google.com uh, forward slash settings 
and start to uh, configure how these uh, rules work. So uh, this is a nice little uh, feature. I'm wondering if it's going to be available. It says available to all Google Voice users. So hopefully it's available on my free account too. Have you seen it there? I haven't uh, checked it out on my free account. I yet. don't use a free account. Oh, you don't? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of free accounts. So hopefully it's going to be available there. I haven't checked it out yet. Of course, as I say, I haven't checked it out yet. I'm checking it out right now. Don't <laughs> do it live, Steve. There. Well, I just wanted don't to see test it live. something. I don't want to test it. But, um, <laughs> see if it shows up. I may not have rolled out yet. Yeah, I don't see rules. Uh, oh, wait, I do. Yes, create a rule. Oh, that's cool. Go. Yes. So it is available to all Google Voice users, consumer as well as paid. So that's cool. All right. My check nice. out. Configure some rules today. I'll make a special rule for you, Jesse. Oh, thank you. If you so call always it, go to yeah. voicemail. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll I'll have it. You know, forward to his. I don't know. I don't know. What I'll do. I think it's you should have it ring on all of your numbers simultaneously, right. so you never miss my calls. Going, right. well, where are you? Why aren't we recording now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, well, we 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 start recording an hour later anyway. So what's the rush? Um, <laughs> Right. use that time man <laughs> so yeah that uh, that feature is available now for all users on rapid release schedule release domains as well as uh the free the free google voice tiers as well by the looks of things so that is uh one you can check out and then finally this is just a weird one i mean <laughs> I, I think it's just been deployed to the wrong group of uh of you know admins so Quick access to restore recently deleted users from the admin console homepage. The caveat to this is for customers with less than 100 active users. I mean, more than likely, your deleted users, if you, you know, you're not going to have a lot of deleted users at an organization with less than 100 active users. And it's not, I mean, I mean, it wasn't the easiest to find it, but it wasn't that hard. It's a lot harder when you have a lot, a large organization and more frequently deleted users to identify those and see how many have been deleted. It should have been for customers with more than 100 active users, I think. Right. But, um, you know, uh, I guess you still have to go into the filters uh, for recently deleted users if you have more than 100 active users. That's what it sounds like. And uh, so this is really an update for small customers. And it's available uh right now for both rapid and scheduled release domains and it's just on by default and it's it's um it's there for all workspace customers as well as g suite basic and business it's interesting that they say all workspace customers because uh obviously enterprise customers are typically 300 or more so i guess if you're a small enterprise customer i guess you you, you get it but not if you're a big enterprise customer i guess that's kind of how that works that's all we got for this week. And that's probably all that we have for the year. Looking at the visible changes doc, it doesn't seem to be anything else that was uh, meant to come out before uh, the end of year. We've got all the updates that they talked about. And um, we've got, we do have a few coming up for the first week of January. So we should have some more to talk about uh, start of the new year. Very exciting. A uh, couple of other topics that we got here. Um, 
this one's confusing me a little bit, is that Chromebook owners are using Android apps uh, up 50% year over year. And I'm pondering what this means for PWAs. Uh, Google revealed on the Chrome OS.dev blog that on Chromebooks alone, 50% more users have engaged with Android apps year over year, which is great because they keep adding improvements to Android. And uh, there is an enormous amount of Android apps that are now available uh, on Chromebooks. And as more people use them, the more they will, uh, developers will adapt their Chrome, uh, sorry, their Android apps for Chrome. But given the massive push that Google is doing behind PWAs and the fact that apps like Office or um, I think even the Adobe suite are switching over to PWAs or web-based only and moving away from utilizing or reimagining their uh, Android apps for usage on Chrome, like what's going on there? You know, this is starting to feel a little bit like Google's chat strategy again, where you've got multiple things that are both plowing ahead and making progress just to wait and see which one sticks more. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, that being said, it is pretty nice having uh, Android apps on um, Chrome. Personally, I have utilized the Spotify one probably the most this year because I like to be able to download for offline on Spotify so that when I'm on the plane or whatnot and don't have internet access, I still have my music downloaded. And I can do that in the Spotify app for Android. I cannot do that in the PWA. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a difference there. But again, where are you going with this, Google? That's kind of what I would like to ask somebody over there. So maybe in the new year, we'll find somebody to ask about that. Well, that, so I guess the difference there is, um, well, what am I trying to think of here? So the Android app functionality has been pretty robust for quite a long time, right? Well, yeah, the uh, whole ecosystem. Android apps, right, exactly. And like you just said there, that you can do the download on the, the Spotify app for the Android app, but you can't do it for the PWA. And that kind of makes sense because the developer just hasn't built in that functionality into the PWA yet. Right. And you're just waiting for developers to kind of catch up to building in that functionality in the PWAs. And they just haven't done it yet. They've obviously done it on the Android app. So there's going to be people, you know, using those and uh, taking advantage of the feature, the, you know, the full capabilities and features that they have until PWAs catch up. And I think it's just a transition period. So, you know, I, I don't see that changing too quickly overnight i think it'll obviously take time for that transition to happen and um you know i think i think that's kind of the the background to uh why you're maybe seeing that increased android app utilization yeah uh, but is the future of apps on chrome os pwas or android Um, i mean why not both sure but then maybe you, you know, really should have a way of indicating what's the best experience for that app on a Chromebook. Right. Well, I think does they that were working mean on you can, point. I'm just wondering, I mean, can you now start to move away from actually having an Android and iOS app and have a PWA? And then does that mean you can get away from paying, you know, <laughs> uh, app store fees? App because store now fees. it's just a PWA and it's all just native applications. Yeah, but do PWAs run at all on iOS? Not I don't any, know. not not well at all. That's for sure. I don't know. I know that I have uh, really. Google Chat. It's not even the PWA; it's the web app. Uh, but I run it in okay. Safari. It runs decently. Chrome won't even touch it. They like use the chat app. <laughs> mm. So I don't know. 
anyway that was that one um then the other one here is i'll basically just let all of you read it if you're interested it's a year in review advancements in infrastructure at google cloud google cloud obviously had an absolute monster of a year this year and a monster of a year last year and they're really coming up on on their own and maturing and um there's some good statistics in here and uh some numbers about the development that has been done and you know the home depot wrote about its successful migration from SAP to Google Cloud and uh, how crucial it was to have the good processes and strong partnerships that come with working with Google Cloud and whatnot. So, you know, if you're interested in that side of the business, definitely take a read on this post on the Google Cloud blog, which we will include in our notes. And then the last one is Google Meet in 21, a year of accelerated innovation, which I think we probably highlighted most of these already in going through our favorite features. So they highlight their new intuitive interface, uh, PWA and updated mobile apps. The PWA, I find myself not using very much, but that's me. Uh, the updated mobile apps definitely are very welcome and have, I've noticed are fantastic, especially the, the, um, fixing the lighting on mobile. I was a little while ago, if you remember our episode when we talked about this, saying that I was using my Google Chrome Pixelbook Go and um, had switched from that to my iPhone and the low light detection on the Pixelbook was practically non-existent and it basically made me look like I was in a properly lit room on my phone. So um, pretty awesome there. I imagine that they'll have better light um, improvements coming to Chrome soon, but we'll see. Uh, other things such as updating the meeting size up to 500 attendees, attendance reports, companion mode, the new devices, the Series 1 uh, set of devices that they got coming out, and uh, uh, you know polls and rooms and all of the wonderful work that they've done in Meet. So this kind of just goes through that and recaps it all in one nice uh, post there. So definitely a monster year for, for Meet. And uh, I look forward to what comes next because I mentioned earlier, I'm in Meet like all day long. So the more updates and amazing things they can do with me the better uh we did see some things on the visible changes doc that haven't manifested yet so uh, we'll see and that's that any other topics to talk about here uh no just one weird thing i remember we, we talked about the the urls changing in the rss feed for the updates mm-hmm well, I just I just realized noticed they actually they uh they just use an HTTP URL huh. on the the feed, but then of course it'll redirect to HTTPS. But I thought I found out that that was a little interesting that they that is interesting. default to HTTP in the RSS feed. Maybe that's the thing with RSS. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just noticed that now because I was going through and relinking everything that had the feed proxy URLs. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because what right. I was doing when I when I updated the feed proxy URLs, I would click that and then grab the blog post URL, which had the S. But then now that the workspace blog URLs are coming through in the RSS feed, I just copy and paste that. It doesn't have the S. That's why I noticed it. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That's all for this year. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter at Workspace Recap on our website, workspacerecap.com. Steve, go to the stylist so that we can start doing our uh, video podcast starting next year. Rest assured, everyone, it will still be it'll still be a podcast. It'll just have a video component that you'll be able to watch us whilst we go through all of these updates, and it'll take advantage of YouTube's unbelievably amazing algorithm and get us up on there. Um, But if you prefer to listen to us audio only on your favorite podcast platform 
you can still do that. Um, or if you want to see what we look like, you can check us out on YouTube at Tab Geeks or at Workspace Recap. I don't know. I got to figure all that out. How that's I think it might be at Tab Geeks and. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Let you all know in the new year. Um, hope you're all enjoying the time off. Happy holidays. Hopefully you're not on call. Uh, Merry Christmas if you uh, celebrate. I don't know if we said that in last week's episode. I don't think so. Um, and uh, happy new year. So we will see you next year. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, uh, hit the uh, the stars there so we get the new uh, Spotify review not review but the the, their new stars option their ratings that's the word i was looking for thank you very much and uh we will see you next year have a great week and we'll see you next time on workspace recap